Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This is Bucks and Bolts with Casey Hudson. Oh, so much fun. And Coach Cooper said it, too. He said how much, how important it is for him to tell the guys to just kind of own this moment and be in this moment. And for that to be a key part of advice going into such a big game, you can just tell how much these guys not only trust each other, but kind of mentally feed off of one another to let a message like that take them so far, because I think both of those guys were very present. I think a consistent thing around both of their um, games and skill set this entire season has been the fact that they're very composed. We know Nick Perbix has a great hockey IQ. Um, you know, Darren Radish got recalled up. I think he had 50 points in Syracuse and was crushing yep. it. He's an all-star there. That brings me to a question that's been lingering in my brain for a while now, because Nick Perbix was the ultimate surprise. You and I talked about him so much a couple episodes ago, but it was the fact that everyone had the Tampa Bay Lightning picking up a defenseman at the trade deadline. And then it was just like the explosion of the brain when you realize that that didn't happen. And then that looked to be Darren Radish's position. Does this just speak to the fact that Julian Breezeball really is kind of a step ahead because nobody's saying it, but to some capacity, this team is kind of in a rebuild. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You, you've, and, and that's what happens when you win, right? I mean, that's what happens when you when you win. And because of the flat cap, you know, you're going to lose guys. And I think, you know, again, like not to not to rip the national perspective here, but like, let's face it, a lot of people outside this market don't see the lightning very much, you right. know. And when, when I see all the Leafs fans mentions and they're saying, you know, they're confusing Darren Radish for Taylor Radish and they're, oh. wondering, who Nick, they're wondering who Nick Pervix is. Like it just shows that like, and, and maybe this plays the lightning's advantage is that people just don't pay for a team that's been this successful. People just don't pay that much attention to them, you know, in the regular season. 
and, and so so now here here you are and you know would, would they have liked to have picked up a defenseman i think so you know i, I think you know if luke shen had, had been available you know now they're playing against him you know that would have been great you know but you've got to make it work you've got to make the deal work obviously they don't have as many assets to, to trade away but um but I think the one thing that kind of goes un, unnoticed again is the way the guys, they pick really good guys with good heads. And yeah. like you said, the word you use is composure. And there's no better word than that when you talk about, you know, these two guys. Like the other day I was talking, to, you know, I guess a couple of weeks ago, I was talking to Darren Radish and, you know, I just kind of asked him, it's like, you know, you seem so cool during all this, you know, like, do, do you ever get kind of, you know, head in the sky, you know, and I think this was before, you know, he played his first game in Madison Square Garden. And, you know, he's like, you know, you, you know, yes, I, I sit in this room sometimes and I think to myself, wow, I'm playing with Steven Stamkos. I'm playing with Nikita Kucherov. I'm playing with Braden Point. But at the end of the day, it's about the hockey. And a guy like him, who, like, like I said, has been through three organizations, is 29 mm-hmm. years old, uh, 27 years old. And, you know, now, you know, it just had to be the right fit for him. You know, yeah. and he's found that right fit in this organization. It's funny. I, I mean, with him, you know, some of their their player development people saw him. They liked him. They felt that he would be a good fit in this system. And in this system where you have, you know, kind of, you know, lack of a better term, your alpha males in, in the blue line, like, mm-hmm. you know, like Victor Hedman and like Mikhail Sergachev, these kind of take charge guys. And the guys that you need are these stay at home, responsible guys who can, who all who they need to be comfortable jumping in a rush, you know. And I think one thing that that Darren Radish over the past two years in Syracuse has done is he's developed his all-around game. You know, like you said, he put up big points in Syracuse this year. You know, he was playing on all three, all three, you know, like kind of lines, special teams lines. He was playing on both special teams lines. Um, and you know, he had to kind of over the past two years with 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 Syracuse, he kind of developed this all-around game, you know. You got mm-hmm. the defensive side of it, but two, but now you've got this guy who's in a responsible player on both ends. And that's really what they need. You know what I mean? They don't need guys that, that have to feel like they have to force it. And I think that fits in with Perbix and, and Radish. These are two guys who, you know, they're going to be responsible. You know, they're not going to really make mistakes. They're not going to force things. Mm-hmm. And that's really what they need because the other guys can do that. The other guys, you know, you need a big pay play. Victor Hedman's going to be there. Mikhail Sergachev's going to be there. Ian Cole's going to be there. You know, Eric Chernak's going to be able to make a big hit. All these guys need to do is play their games and be, you know, make sure they 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 be, they're steady. And that's what they've done. And so that's that's really kind of the thing. Is like, you know, I look at all the the prospect rankings all the time and how the Lightning are always, you know, in the bottom, you know, bottom third of them. But when you look at, I, I don't know if there's defenseman such an important position. And we always talk about how you know, good defensemen take time to produce. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they, 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 you just don't become a really good, you know, NHL defenseman. It's the hardest position to become elite in. And the Lightning have been able to get these two guys. And, you know, I, I honestly wondered, even no matter how cool these guys are under pressure, that, you know, still, like, it's different in the playoffs. You know, it's, it's a brighter spotlight. You know, everything's magnified. Every mistake is magnified. But at the end of the day, you know, you know these two guys are really kind of, you know, made believers out of everyone who's paying attention, you know, yeah. and, um, you know, so it, it is, you know, when you talk about Julian and you talk about the scouting department, you know, the scouting department that, that saw, uh, you know, Darren Radish as a free agent, you know, the, the scout, the, the amateur scouting that saw, uh, you know, Nick Perbix as a, as a, you know, I think a six round pick back in, you know, six years ago or something like that, you know, 
um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a lot of people don't really pay attention to that, but it, it's really key because to sustain success, you need that. You know, mm -hmm. you can't pay guys all the time. You've got to develop them. So, um, mm -hmm. and, and and that's something that they've had to do. I mean, I I we we've talked about it a lot, Casey, is that the biggest question of this team, I think, was how they were going to kind of rebuild this blue line. And when you look at it, you know, they've, they've done it pretty well. Yeah. And they're trying to write direction regardless. And the funny thing, too, is that they bring such an element of surprise to this roster facing the Toronto Maple Leafs round one Stanley Cup playoffs. But another surprise, and you mentioned, you and I have kind of talked about this back and forth a little bit, this veteran group. Yesterday, I was kind of talking to a few different people about the fact that I stand by that this is one of the most unique veteran groups in the NHL for a couple of reasons. You've got so many veterans on this roster. You've got different leadership styles. And you never know which guy is going to be the guy to get the tap on the shoulder or to say the right thing in the right moment to carry this team over the line. Um, or even the silent influencers on the team. You know, Corey Perry is not the biggest voice in the locker room, but he leads by example. He's an energy that they just thrive and feed off of. What can you say about the veterans in this group and why they're so important in carrying over? Corey Perry hadn't scored in 25 games, picks up right. yesterday. Then you got the school bus line that's now reunited after AC Mott uh, jumped into the lineup. And you saw great work out of Bellamar, obviously. He picked up the opening goal at a minute and 19 seconds in, which was so crucial. We saw big play, ferocious plays out of Pat Maroon, who's not talked about as much this season because his goal total is not as high. So what is it about these veterans that just playoffs bring them back to that, that skilled player that this team needs? Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yeah, you're right, Casey. It's a good point because I think that, you know, there, there's veterans who talk and there's veterans who don't talk, right? Like you said, Corey Perry is probably a really good example of a guy who he might not say much, but when he says it, you know, people listen. And mm -hmm. it's because of his pedigree. And it's and it's a lot of that pedigree was developed before he even got here. So, you know, you've got the guys in the room who've been those voices, like the Stamkoses and the Headmans, and then you, you throw in a guy like Perry who's been around the block with with a few teams, and and, and that's a different experience. You know, you, Belmar, as much as people don't know, he's a quiet leader too, you know what I mean? And, and he's a quiet leader. He's a leader because of his path, you know, getting to the NHL at age 29. You know, this is a guy who should not be here, you know, and should definitely not be here at 38, you know, and all of a sudden, you know, people people want to listen to a guy like that because of how much he cherishes every game and every opportunity to play on the ice. And but at the end of the day, too, a lot of what these guys have talked about the past few days is about less talk and more do. And I think that they got tired a little bit of the talking and they just realized that they just had to go out and do this. Like it was they were just tired of it. I think the word that Stephen Samkos used with me a couple of days ago was nauseating, you know, just all the talk. And, yeah. you know, so when you see, yeah, like as much as, you know, Corey Perry can be an influence with his voice, when you see him have the, the end of the regular season that he's had, like you said, no goals in 25 games, one assist in 25 games and go out there and be able to flip that switch and have three point game and play really well. That school bus line, like I said, you know, we're not depending on, on Belmar to score goals. And then he scores you know, the first one on their first shift, you know, it, if you pay attention to that first few minutes, like 
they were speed jumping on lines. You know, it was yes. like rally line. It was the point line, you know, and then the fourth line comes on and they're the one that scores. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, they were almost trying to put, you know, kind of brain scramble the Leafs a little bit there early on in the opening minutes. And then all of a sudden the fourth line comes on, the school bus line comes on and just, you know, you saw Perry kind of like swoop around. He's, you know, he's putting shot attempts in, you know, they're in front of the net. All three guys were right there in front of the net there on that, on that uh, Belmar goal. So I think as much as it's about talking and, and, and like what guys say, this game was about action. And it was definitely about like kind of putting their money where their mouth is in a lot of ways. And, and the, that fourth line, the school bus line was, was really the, the best example of it because those guys haven't had great seasons. And, you know, those were the guys that when you, when experts looked at this series, that was the weak link of the lightning. Like everyone was saying like, okay, you know, that, that lineup with that line with a 38 year old, a 37 year old and a 35 year old isn't going to hang with the leaf speed, especially at home when they can control the matchups. So, you know, that's, uh, you know, and, and it's amazing to see what that line did last night because I don't think, like, I'll be honest, I don't think I expected that from them. And, um, you know, they, they came out and like I said, you know, they really kind of put their money where their mouth is.